All right. My next guest is Carolyn Crawford, who is the founder of Cultivate Communications, and she specializes in teaching businesses, particularly those with little resources, how to successfully harness the tools they do have and truly implement sustainable marketing strategies. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, this is my very first podcast. So Ooh. thanks so much for inviting me to be on here. I'm really excited. Um, I'm Carolyn Crawford. I'm the founder of Cultivate Communications. Um, I specialize in helping businesses, especially businesses that have limited resources available to them, learn how to effectively leverage the resources that they do have and actually implement sustainable marketing strategies. So I'm looking, I'm in, I call myself an integrated marketing consultant and brand coach. So I work with corporations and small business owners, for instance, and on the small business side, it's a lot of uh, brand coaching mm -hmm. because it's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of personal development that goes into when you start your own business. And I'm a personal self-help junkie, if you will. And, um, you know, I'm something I've done and I've been doing marketing communications for now 10 years, just about, um, has been being able to see brands for who they are and the people behind them for who they are and combining that sort of the magic that they sort of have with, you know, tactics that will help them get there. But in many cases, a lot of businesses, no matter how big or small, don't have a lot of resources and that's a problem. And so especially when it comes to marketing and they see it's really difficult sometimes to track the investment that you, or the return that you're going to get on your investment. So people see money bags out the door. And so it's really important for me to help people see that you don't need millions of dollars in budget, thousands and thousands of dollars to be able to get the word out. And it really is a matter of positioning yourself in a way and putting yourself on the right platforms that are actually authentic and natural for them. So I know that was a bit of a long-winded explanation, but um, cool. kind of in a nutshell, that's that's what I love to do. Okay, so before I go any further with the interview, I just wanted to let you know that Carolyn was in a coffee shop, so there may be some ambient sounds that are not as easily removed. So bear that in mind when she is speaking. So tell me how you got into doing that. So I've and like I mentioned, I've been in marketing communications now for 10 years. I was always at companies that had those like limited resources around me for many, for many times in my career, I was the only person on the team. So sometimes, and that was, you know, at the time, as you can imagine, extremely difficult um, and frustrating, but it required me to get to like, learn all the facets of marketing, especially because the, my career really started it started shortly, like while I was in college and then kept going. And right after I got out of college, I ended up being at this company, this tech startup in LA that um, got acquired that within like a month, my boss left. And then within two months, someone else left. And then within six months, the company got acquired and then I got laid off. So then there was like a period of time to where I was unemployed. I had a couple jobs in between, They're like relatively temporary, but every job that I had and then final um what there, they didn't really have anyone else and so 
Finally, I landed at this one job that was a financial services company that was really pivotal in my career. Um, and they also didn't have anyone. <laughs> like they had like two people, one that was an assistant, one was like my boss, for instance. And I knew nothing about financial services. And for whatever reason, I was kind of, and I, I mean, I volunteered to do it. I didn't, because I, I like a challenge and, stuff, and I kind of, you know, wanted to learn all these different assets, facets of it. So that's why I was, sorry for the background noise. That's why I was, you know, kind of forced to learn about it. But eventually, you know, the team kind of dwindled even. And I had to learn about, you know, email marketing, social media marketing, content writing, branding, and press while learning subject matter, which was financial services. And I knew I was like Googling every step of the way. And like, what is investment banking? <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. But I was there for four years. And that, like I said, I love that company, um, you know, despite the frustrations that I had having limited resources around me. Um, because it's, showed me it gave me such a wide scope to how marketing is viewed and how you can tackle marketing and and it, it really just taught me so much by being in that type of environment which was super cool so from there towards the end when I started at the company we were like 150 employees and then when I left we were like 1200 employees or something oh. so we they were just growing like weeds like it was insane and for the for the better like I said mm-hmm. like that that company is so great, but um, by the end, finally, we were starting to build up a team. But I've kind, of, I had kind of learned everything I could from that, from that um, part in my career. So, because I was eventually was like, you know, kind of just doing similar things, and like the the challenge wasn't there as as much. So I decided to, for personal and professional reasons, decided to leave and went to move back east which is closer to my family and friends and got a job at a nonprofit organization and found myself in a very similar position where I literally still had very like no resources <laughs> at my disposal or like limited resources. I was able to build a team, but the team had to be, it was, we were part of a university. So okay. the team had to be students, but those students were part-time and those students didn't always have experience. So it really taught me a way to be, you know, try to act like we're a full-grown marketing team, given the resources that we have, especially that when we don't have, you know, the expertise behind us to really get us there or something like that. So um, in terms of like this additional like student help or something. So while I was in these positions, like I said, like during the time, like that's super frustrating because mm. you're trying to get everything done. The, the to-do list just keeps piling up. And then you're, so you're forced to kind of think like, okay, where can we scale back? But then the expectation between the sales department or leadership or whoever else are very, they're just misaligned with the, your ability to actually do it because of the time and, and resources. So this last company that I was at with um, where my team was students and I got really lucky with some of the team members that I was able to hire um, who were extremely talented students and, and soon to be graduates. And, but I had to learn how to, you know, kind of push back and realize, okay, what is, what are we doing? That's not actually aligned with what we're doing. And that's actually just wasting our time because with marketing, especially with that, like, and I find this with a lot of business owners too, that, you know, 
people think that the more you're on places, if you're on every platform, you have more visibility to be seen. But my philosophy has always been like, why are you on Instagram if you're a financial services company, for instance? Like, and that's just an example that could potentially be right for yeah. someone's audience. But it was, so I really ended up uncovering like, okay, what is authentic to us? And then what also fits within our resources? So what is a sustainable way to get ourselves out there and to and to get our brand out there. So when I, during the, like I said, during the time it was frustrating because I, I was the one, you know, kind of really trying to hold it all together and get that stuff done. And when we did have kind of the green light to hire some additional resources, even temporarily, I found that the resources available were just insufficient. They were either extremely expensive or just completely unreliable. And I, came up with this idea that was like this like first I was like that's not okay like there shouldn't be this should not be that big of a problem and I know that there are solutions now that kind of help bridge the gap there where it's more like you know you can hire some vetted people or you can connect with some people and whatnot but I realized like there just needs to be a little bit more flexibility there needs to be someone out there who's kind of saying you know I'm looking out for you. I'm your partner and I'm, I'm looking out for, you know, you're coming to me for one thing, but we're looking at your entire marketing and entire brand as a whole. So my, so that's really what started to form for my business. And it was, it really, and I would say I started my business now in March of tw- this year, so 2021 is when I officially stepped out on my own. And just even in the past five months, it's been, you know, quite a settling process and seeing like the problem is there. The problem that I saw is still there. Everyone encounters it. When I, whenever I've talked to someone encountering this, like similar challenges, obviously there's some variations, but relatively similar. And, you know, you just, it, it's just not okay to, to not be able to trust and to not feel like, you know, like someone I talked to recently was like, we've had marketing help before, but you know, i felt like it wasn't I was doing still so much of the legwork and like I felt that way too when I hired some help before um or if I've hired, hired agencies like that's quite an investment and a time commitment um you know so it was just like knowing all these different facets of of kind of what goes into marketing support and what people are really looking for versus you know what tends to be out there so my approach right now is marketing is you know helping coming in and helping people look at marketing in a different way but then educating them along the way so someone works with me i'm saying like okay so this is this is the problem that you're seeing but this is actually what's happening underneath so really uncovering like a pattern that persists Mm -hmm. um and then showing them like, okay, look at your strategy overall. And then before you invest in resources to help you now, you'll, when you look at your strategy overall, for instance, you'll know exactly where to put your time, money, and energy. And so that's, that's really how it's formed. And in the past five months, it's been really a settling process, kind of deepening that connection (laughs) to okay, this is, this is the problem that is, that exists right now in the industry. And so um, my goal is to just help tackle that as best as I can. I, I know your pain too, with, you know, when you choose a marketing person, think that there's a whole level of what they're going to be doing 
and then you end up doing a lot of it on your own. You don't yeah. know what the expectations are, and I don't think the expectations have been set. So you end right. up doing things to pick up the slack. Right. And and people don't know what they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't know. And, and from a freelancer side, for instance, it's important that you set boundaries and you set expectations and kind of like have these kind of structured guardrails, if you will, to sort of ensure that you're not doing work that you're not being paid for. But the problem is, is that the people that you're doing the work for don't necessarily aren't like they're so busy doing other things or thinking about other things that they're not thinking the whole thing through. And so what I needed at the time, someone who would think things like think for me and think with me when I needed it. So that's really the type of service I'm trying to provide. And that's what I'm trying to educate people on because it's not, my intent is not to knock, you know, certain the certain option like the options that currently exist right now like freelancers and and agencies right now are like the primary ones for instance and you need that you need the help but when you educate people along the way because people don't really like marketing is kind of a misunderstood area in business where it's like they don't really some people don't really know what goes on actually behind the scenes they don't know how much time and effort it takes to design something, post it, cre- or create the content, do make sure it works, the research, whatever. And it's it's a lot of work. And that, that's just for like social media, for instance, but there's so much else that goes into it. So that's why with everything I do, it's really educating people along the way. Um, and then when it comes to small business owners, especially, they don't have the ability to, uh, they don't have endless amounts, amount of money to, hire freelancers to just keep them going. So they have to learn things on their own. And so what I learned, um, you know, through my market research, through talking to other business owners was that, you know, it's such the, the information out there is so dense and it's so hard to sift through. So when someone's researching marketing and everyone's like, okay, go on Instagram, go on Facebook, go on all of these other platforms, for instance. And so they do, and they just do what they're told to do. And then they find themselves exerting more energy than they're getting back. And then like results that they're getting back and just kind of resenting marketing and just doubting themselves. And that's, that's not okay. They may be doing some amazing stuff and like feeling overlooked. And that is such a terrible feeling. So that's why I really, for instance, like my coaching I offer is, it is that person. It is providing them that support on the personal development side because there's such a mind mess that kind of goes in, and I I can speak from experience in that as well. So, um, and I think it's just so important to to educate people on marketing and see because I I mean I know I'm biased because I love it and I'm passionate about it, but um, you know I think as a business owner you you need to know what's going on. You need to know where what you're getting yourself into even and like and anticipate some things even if you're hoping that the other person will as well so a lot of good points there i remember i don't know if you saw one of the posts in the founders group but there was a um a brandy uh, brandy johnson i think is her name uh she was um she was reaching out to do um market research on what 
content creation or content creators are and what people think mm, those are. Sure. And right. so we ended up having a conversation about it. And it was interesting because uh, with the whole, cause she had, you know, she's talking to me what I thought it was and, and my perception and my idea of it was, you know, even go, even me going through school and hearing, you know, marketing and everything else, uh, it was, for me, it was quite different hearing what she had needed to say or had to say about it. And, you know, and, and she, we ended up talking about Instagram and she's like, well, you know, cause you're with content creation, you're creating, I guess, a story and the connection with the, the clients. Right. Um, and we got to talking with about, uh, Instagram. And, you know, service-based business industry, you know, I'm on, I'm on, and I'm on a lot of, you know, social media and thinking that that's the, the goal of putting out as much content, you know, trying to connect with people. Um, and in reality, it's not, it's not really the best for my, what I'm doing. And so there's plenty of other sure. places like you Google my business and your website and all these other things, but it's interesting that you right. mentioned Instagram. Well, yeah. So it's interesting. Like, and this is something I I say to pretty much everyone I talk to. Look at where you're, you are. If you are on platforms, and this could, when I say platforms or channels, I mean, like, it could be email. It could be your website. It could be all the different types of social media platforms that exist. It could be anything, even like the natural, like the organic networking you're doing. Look at all the areas where you're talking about yourself and your business and figure out which ones you hate doing and don't and stop doing them because people are, like I said earlier on, like people are so scared to not be in, on platforms like TikTok, for instance, which is a massive platform now. They're so scared to not be on a platform like that or Instagram is a perfect example where, you know, are you actually going to be posting videos and images every day? Like, are you actually, is that a natural extension for you? And, you know, when you hire help, it becomes a bit easier to do that. But when you can't hire help or don't want to hire help, you have to be selective about where you, where you are. And, and that calls for knowing where your audience is, knowing how your audience uses the platform. So for instance, like, for sure, I'm. I guarantee lawyers are probably, for instance, as just an example, are on Instagram or talk, mm. TikTok. But on, are they using it on their personal time? They yeah. may not be attracted to, like you know, hearing about businesses on there. Sometimes they are, for sure. Um, but or you know, how are they using a platform? A good one is Facebook. A, is a great one because Facebook, especially the way that the algorithm works is that Facebook pages, company pages don't naturally get organic hits. They just, you have to pay for ads. That's what they're trying to get you to do. But the way people are using Facebook now primarily is through Facebook groups. Hmm. So at what point or at what level can you insert yourself on there? So you have to kind of think a little bit, you know, like each platform was built for, you know, interacting for specific reason but you don't that doesn't mean you have to use it the way that it is or the way that it was like originally intended if that makes sense so like instagram was very visual but now it's become all videos mm -hmm. um twitter is all you know very short quick hits but you can get really creative in how you use twitter based on 
what, how your audience uses Twitter. So it is a combination, but ultimately if something's not natural for you to do, reconsider, hold back on doing it. Because if you, I always say to people like the worst thing that you can do is get on something and then hate doing it. So then you stop doing it and then you just look like a dead account. Yeah. So like blogging, if you start a blog, don't start a blog just for the sake of starting a blog, do it because you actually are interested in doing it. And then you'll like, you know what I mean? Like, and then you won't have a stale blog. You'll actually be creating content that's interesting to you. Yeah, it's cool that you say that because I think a lot of times people waste waste their effort and waste mm-hmm. their time um, on things that absolutely they they don't like doing. You know, and they hate it. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because um, I kind of want to get into. I mean, with all with all the business owners that I've talked to over the last you know four or five years, um, I've been wanting to get into the aspect of actually you know, communicating to business owners and to kind of, you know, looking at how they started their business and, and then all those aspects. But it's mm-hmm. interesting that like when people get into business and they start their business and they, you know, they barrel through, they get their employees and they continue and continue, continue. Um, they're working in their business so much that they don't work on their business. And so those aspects yeah. that you're talking yeah. about kind of somewhat could get you know, on the wayside where they're not, or even if they, if they are doing it, then they're wasting their effort because they're trying to do so much. Right. I don't know how to narrow down. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah. And so that's interesting that you say that between on versus in the business, because this has actually been coming up the past few weeks, just in randomly in conversations. So that is a great way to kind of check yourself, right? Are you spending so much time on your business? Or are you spending so much time in your business? Obviously, if you're in your business, you're likely working with clients and, and you know what I mean? Like you're working, you're doing the stuff that you're getting paid for. And that's yeah. great. But you do, as a business owner, you have to give time to work on the business. But what's interesting, there's like a switch that happens. There's people who feel more comfortable just working in the business and just doing the client stuff and getting clients is super easy for them through like just natural networking and marketing, whatever. But a lot of people end up spent when they eventually that you, you kind of hit a wall, right? You mm-hmm. hit a wall in terms of like the ease of getting those clients because you're either plateauing or the business is plateau- whatever it is. It doesn't even matter at that point, but then I get, then they switch, they switch the priorities and they spend so much time working on the business and then it becomes almost like a fear. Like, at least for me, it started to become more of a fear of working in the business because I've been spending so much time working on the business. Mm -hmm. But then for some people, they spend so much time on the business. They just like energetically are cutting off the ability to work in the business. So for instance, I actually had a client um, a few weeks that I worked with last month who was spending 60% of her week on marketing. And I said, the first thing you need to do is cut it down. And then when we walked, it was like a 90 minute session. And then I put together like a strat- analysis and like strategy for her. So it during that time, I specifically said, like, I was asking her, like, why are you doing things or I would provide feedback and she'd say, oh, well, such and such expert told me to do this. And I had to stop and say, and she's like, I'll, you just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I said, that, 
that is the number one thing that I don't want you to do. I want, you need to do things that feel right for you. Mm. And you need to do things that actually make sense for you without, aside from people are just telling you, I can tell you, go on Instagram. It's the, the number, almost like the, I think the second or third top platform right now for social media. Mm. But if you hate Instagram, you're going to be so resentful to go on Instagram every time. So Uh why do that? And so she ended up cutting her, the time she spent on marketing one within a couple of days, because there's again, this energetic shit that happens within a couple of days, she got a new client via her LinkedIn. Hmm. A month later, she wrote a testimonial for me, which I'm very grateful for. And she wrote in the testimonial that she cut her, um, her, like amount of time spending on marketing in half and more than at least half, at least mm-hmm. half, she said, and she's already seen like results and more engagement and everything that she's doing, which is amazing. So imagine that like you scale back and mm-hmm. more comes to you. Like, it's like we're, when we're forcing something, right. Yeah. And we finally just give up. We say, okay, hands up, hands in the air, like done. And then things happen. It's a, it's a very similar thing because marketing is is so relies so much on energy and the energy behind it, just as I believe that the world does, right? Mm-hmm. So your percep- perception of marketing, if it's negative perception, if you're like, like thinking negatively about it and you view it per, through this lens of, oh, this is so difficult. I have to put so much time and effort into it. I have to do X, Y, and Z that I don't really want to do. And you do that, you're just doing all these things that are just going to burn you out. But when you shift your energy and you shift the way that you're viewing marketing, you end up just doing things that feel so organic and natural to you that it becomes easier to do. You naturally will get hits for it, whether it's clicks, engagement leads, doesn't matter. But, you know, like things start to shift when you when your perception starts to shift. So that's why when, when I work with small business owners, that's like the first thing that I call out is, you know do things that make you happy. That's the whole point of why you started your business. Yeah, I, I I find out a lot of people that I've talked to over the years, they are, they're overwhelmed, you know, because they've been putting so much on themselves, you know, and, and then of course, it goes back to your, your you know, what you said about uh, people being told something, and then they're quick to doing the next biggest thing you know they're and they don't right they don't step back and look at it and go okay so is this right for me you know and mm-hmm. it's it's unfortunate what is my plan here yeah what is my plan here yeah. like what is what do i need to spend my energy on what feels right uh and unfortunately a lot of business owners you know myself included uh you know we try to do everything we try to do and, and, and especially with you know, like with, you know, your, your social media or, you know, um, everything that entails your business and getting it out there. Uh, in reality, you really should be doing the things that work for you. And I like how you say that because, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of the times when we do hire somebody, it's unfortunate when they go and tell us to do something and we don't, we don't look at what works what should work for us and what right yeah absolutely (laughs) and what's what yeah right yeah (laughs) boston you know (laughs) um 
100%. Like, and what's interesting too, is that some, the, some of the most successful companies, and this is why, for instance, I say, I love, like my mission is really helping shift businesses into brands. And the reason I say that is because marketing a business kind of sucks, but marketing a brand is fun because you're creating more of an experience and creating more value and you're creating a, you know, you're doing things that really support your long-term goals. And so it helps you sort of overlook some of those short-term roles that happen that just naturally will happen. So if you're not getting a lot of followers and engagement or whatever, then, you know, when you're focused on those long-term goals, you do it. And I think What's interesting though, when every, with every brand that I've worked with now, big or small, when they kind of go back to their roots, if you will, and become the most authentic version of themselves that they can be, and that they're truly just saying, this is what we do. This is the experience you're going to get with us. People naturally are more inclined to work with you. They're more inclined to really know who you are because people want to connect with people that is truly a basic human need mm. and brands are people and you know like sure they're they have to neutralize themselves in a little in a way but they're they just brands are there to connect and to help people and to provide a deep-rooted solution to whatever problem that they may be solving so um and i think that's really interesting like and i i just think like taking the authentic approach, especially in this climate now where, you know, people are done with the BS. They're done with like the sales and the promotions and they just, it is truly a matter of connecting. I actually was listening to a webinar um, a few days ago that was, it was about like just the trends in social media. And one of the speakers on there from Hootsuite, uh, Morgan Zer, she said like, she was saying that content's no longer king content for the sake of content is not it doesn't work as much anymore it doesn't provide the value that it used to mm -hmm. but emotional intelligence is now king and i think and i thought that was so cool and so powerful to hear because it's so true people yeah. don't create content don't do things just for the sake of doing it speak to who you are and your values that you you're hoping to share and then the like-minded people will just magnetize to you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode, everyone. If you liked what you heard, stay tuned for part two next week.